In the year 1633, Rembrandt painted his one and only seascape. The storm on the Sea of Galilee depicts the story of Jesus calming the storm that we just heard from the Gospel of Mark. It's immediately captivating for the viewer. The sea is fierce, and one feels the danger of the situation. The subject is a close-up view of the panicked disciples struggling frantically against the menacing storm to get control of their boat. A huge wave beats against the bow, and the sails are useless. One of the disciples is seasick. Another one, looking directly at the viewer, is a self-portrait of the artist. And we, like him, imagine ourselves right there in the boat with the others. Only Christ, depicted in the stern, with a soft glow around him, remains calm. Rembrandt's interpretation of this gospel story is visually stunning. It's also missing. In the early morning of March 18, 1990, two thieves disguised as police officers broke into the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston and stole the painting along with 12 other masterworks in what is considered to be the biggest art theft in U.S. history. The heist remains unsolved to this day, although the FBI does have a theory. If you're looking for something to watch this summer, I recommend the Netflix series about it called This is a Robbery, the World's Biggest Art Heist. Now, somehow, the producers got several episodes out of a handful of interviews and a couple of crime scene photos with uh, empty frames scattered on the floor. But it's fun to watch, and I'll just say it counts as research for today's gospel. (laughs) Now, it is almost eerie, though, that the Rembrandt was targeted given its subject matter. Consider the symbolism. The disciples in the painting are lost at sea and also losing their minds with panic. And now the painting itself is lost, adding in a tangible way to the disciples' lostness. Maybe that has something to do with the heart of the gospel story itself. It is a miracle story about the calming of the storm, but it's also a story about how our fear can make us feel even more lost in the midst of storms. It's that fear, that extra layer of lostness that Jesus wants to heal. To set the scene, Jesus has asked the disciples to go with him to the other side of the sea. It's a risky trip to Gentile territory. He will encounter the Gerasene demoniac there, heal him of his demons, and restore him to community. After that, he will heal Jairus' daughter and the hemorrhaging woman. It's important to read today's story in the context of these other healing stories in the early part of Mark's Gospel. Jesus heals the raging waters, but he's also working on the disciples and their anxiety. To be fair to them, The threat of perishing is real. 
It was a common fate on the Sea of Galilee where storms can whip up out of nowhere. The disciples are understandably terrified and not a little upset that Jesus is asleep, that he has essentially abandoned them in their time of need. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Who among us has not yelled something similar at God in times of distress? We want to know why God has abandoned us and let this terrible thing happen. In response to the upset disciples, Jesus rebukes the storm. They are stunned, but they're not less anxious. Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Jesus, zeroing in on their fear, asks them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Even after Jesus has saved their lives, their fear is getting the best of them. I think Jesus has his work cut out for him. We know that when the Gospels tell a miracle story, that story is always about more than the particular person who is healed or some extraordinary event. Miracles are retold so that you and I will come to faith. Gospels work like that artist's self-portrait, inviting us in to find ourselves in the story. Today's is told to remind us that Christ is with us in our storms. Note that Mark does not say that Jesus will prevent all future storms. I wish that were the case. Why there are storms at all, why there is suffering, is a mystery. Just ask poor Job, who, after losing everything, asks God, why? We heard God's answer in the first reading. Out of the whirlwind, which, by the way, is the same word used for Mark's storm, out of the whirlwind, the Lord says, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? In other words, we mortals are not to know why. But we can know that God is God. To help us understand Job's exchange with God, here the great preacher Barbara Brown Taylor invites us to imagine Job as a flea who has been riding upon a lion. One day, the flea insisted that the lion stop, stop right now, and explain why the ride was so bumpy and hot. The flea roared and roared as loud as it could, never expecting to be heard, much less answered, until one day the lion turned around and roared right back so that the flea saw himself reflected in both golden eyes at once. Never mind what the lion said. The lion turned around. The lion roared back. And she writes... That is enough for anyone to live on the rest of his life. The biblical message is consistent from the book of Job to the Gospel of Mark. God is God, and God is with us in our suffering, in our storms. Now back to water and boats. In 1948, the World Council of Churches adopted a new logo, which it uses to this day. 
Coming out of two world wars and the worst of human atrocities, the group adopted the logo of a ship at sea with the cross as its mast. It's a powerful reminder that in all times, even in history's worst storms, Jesus is with us in the boat. The logo guides the organization today in its mission to work for unity, justice, and peace whenever new storms arise. There's another visual to guide us, this one a little closer to home. The beautiful wooden ceiling in this building is meant to remind us of the hull of a ship, like the one the disciples shared with Christ. We come here in the middle of our storms, and we see testimony in wood and stone that Christ is with us. This can help heal us of that very human tendency to layer extra fear upon the storms themselves, worrying perhaps that we are lost even from God. So if you happen to come here sometime in the midst of a storm, just remember to look up. Know that Christ is with you. Now, I do think it's safe to assume that the person who has the missing Rembrandt is not here today. (laughs) If you are, any of the clergy on staff would be happy to hear your confession. (laughs) But if that person is elsewhere, we hope that the painting will tell them its message, too, that Christ is with them in their storms. Amen.